Today's episode is brought to you by PodcastLeadGeneration.com. Learn how podcasting can help your business today. Hey everyone, Cliff here. Today I'm going to throw you a life preserver to hopefully pull you out of that red ocean. Be back after the intro. Ready to take your business to the next level? Do you want to get your message out so that you can help even more people? Well then, world changer, welcome home. My name is Cliff Duvenois, and I'm using podcasting to build a seven-figure empire, and this podcast will document my journey. Along the way, I'll interview the best and brightest marketing minds to get their advice and strategies, which I will test, and I'll report back to you on what is working. Welcome to the Wake Up World Changer podcast. Hey there, world changers, Cliff here. So yeah, let's talk about red ocean, blue ocean. So of course I am referencing the book, Blue Ocean. If you haven't read it, uh, you probably should. It actually is a really good read. I know some of the stories in there have kind of been discredited, but the theory behind it is really good. So for those of you that haven't read Blue Ocean, uh, let me give you a high level synopsis of uh, the book and what it is. So basically what it is, is that when you go into uh, you know, the market with some kind of a product or a service, uh, if, if you don't have any way to really differentiate yourself and uh, you know, just come up with something that's completely new, you are swimming in what's known as a red ocean, right? Because there's all these other sharks, right? So you're a shark, but there's all these other sharks and they're trying to eat what little food is there, right? And it's, you know, at some point in time, it's going to turn into shark eat shark, right? So anyways, it is a red ocean, right? Blood everywhere. Uh, so, you know, like an example of this might be, you know, fast food burger joints, right? So there's so many burger joints that are out there that in order for you to really survive, you got to do something special. And I think that's the reason why like these gastropubs, you know, and these burgers that are like four foot high where they stack like, you know, like you got your hamburger with a dozen eggs and onion rings and avocado salad, you know, and pumpkin pie all stacked on top of it. I think this is where you're seeing it coming from, right? Because people just realize you can't compete with McDonald's. You can't compete with Burger King, right? People, people know they got the name brand recognition, right? That's, that is a total red ocean. But if you go gourmet, you know, you take that, that gastro pub uh, experience and bring it to hamburgers. Now you're not competing with the McDonald's, right? Cause if somebody comes in and says, yeah, I you know, want a Big Mac and I don't want to pay any more than five bucks, which I think a Big Mac is five bucks these days. I don't know. Anyways, you can just say, yep, yeah, McDonald's is right down the street. We only have this $20 gourmet burger and people will pay for it. Right? So anyways, that's an example of, uh, it, when you take a look at your marketplace and what's going on, and then you take a look outside of your marketplace and adopt, right? The, the, the philosophy. So, you know, an example of this would be that they gave in the book, which actually turned out to be false, but like I said, the theory is actually really good. So if you take a look at it, right, you know, circuses are like a dime a dozen, right? They're, you know, they're everywhere. I don't even know if circuses are still a thing thanks to this COVID thing or not, but I just know that it was just really tough for circuses out there to, you know, to really make any money, you know, cause they were all competing on price. You know, and they would come to a town and you might have a couple circuses in town. And so, well, you know, these people over here are charging $10 a ticket. Well, I'll charge $9 a ticket, right? And it's, it's a race to the bottom. There's no differentiation yourself, you know, but then you take a, take a look at something like Cirque du Soleil, right? They get rid of all the animals. They get rid of all, you know, the people and they just focus on the performance, 
right? What can we do to dazzle the audience, right? So they take the concept, the, the, the core concept of a circus, but they just kind of strip everything out and say, okay, so let's just, you know, we'll, you know, like plays are still, do, still doing really well, right? People still go see plays and performances. So let's do something like that, right? Where we tell a little bit of a story we do it to music. And, you know, we, we, like we said, we do these like, you know, really wild, fantastic gymnastics, right? So anyways, they kind of created their own little market, right? So they're now swimming in a blue ocean. And that's why if you want to go see Cirque du Soleil, you're probably going to pay about a hundred bucks. You know, circus tickets, you could probably get for like maybe $10, right? But Cirque du Soleil can charge a premium because they're the only ones that are doing, you know, what it is that they're doing, right? So that's the core concept of blue ocean, red ocean. And what I want to do is I want to share with you a story. Uh, the other day I was sitting in on a phone call and people were like, they, they were coming up with their ideas, right? They, they wanted to create a business around core ideas. And so what it is, is they had their idea kind of flushed out. They had their offer flushed out and everything. And they were talking with the expert. This dude is so super smart. So super smart. I, I'm really, I hope I get an opportunity uh, to meet him at some kind of event or something. Because he's just, I listen to him and I'm like, man, where did this guy learn all this stuff, right? It's just absolutely amazing. So what it was is this lady uh, was presenting her idea, and this is this was her this was the start of her idea. So what she does is she teaches an Excel class, and in the Excel class, it's purely for uh, executives, and what she teaches them is how to use Excel to be able to manipulate data, to be able to get their own results. Right. To be able to look at the data and be able to say, you know, hey, what's going on here or why are we losing money here or, you know, how can we be more profitable or do we got to lay people off or whatever those decisions might be. But this is what she does. She teaches an Excel course uh, around that. And so uh, the guy in charge was asking her various questions, you know, about her business. And she kept going back to Excel, be going back to Excel. And then finally he asked her, he goes, you know, he says, let's take a step back. What's the real pain point that you're trying to solve here? And she goes, well, they don't know Excel. He goes, you know what? That's not the right answer because anybody can go to YouTube and type in Excel and teach themselves Excel. You can go to Google and type in, you know, how do I learn it? You know, Excel, how do I create a, you know, a pivot table, right? How do I do a V lookup? You know, you can go and get all these courses out there. You can go to, um, oh, what's that? Lynda.com, right? There's tons of classes out there on how to use Excel, right? And so, and Excel has been around for, man, how many years? When did Excel come out? I mean, I remember seeing my first spreadsheet program written in DOS, like back in, Man, I want to say the early 90s, right? I think it was Lotus 123, right? So that's the spreadsheet. But I think Microsoft came out with Microsoft Office. I want to say it was like 93 or maybe 94. I think I had a bootleg copy uh, my last year in college. Used it on my senior project. And by the way, the statute of limitations has long since worn out. So do, do you no good to turn me into the FBI. Anyways, so yeah, Excel's been out for like what? 90 years, right? It's been out forever. And so, you know, with all the classes and all the books that are written out there and stuff, I mean, man, this lady's red ocean. I mean, it's like she's swimming in red paint for crying out loud. It is so thick, right? 
And so he was pushing her. He's like, what's, what's the real problem that you're trying to help these executives solve? What is it, you know, between, you know, do I lay people off or do we have to increase prices or do we have to cut production or do we have to do, what is that main problem? And she was a little bit befuddled because she was so stuck on using Excel to solve the problem that she didn't even really see what the real problem was. And so finally he said, I think your real problem here is executives making decisions. How do you make the right decision in a timely fashion? And that really struck me because I can't even begin to tell you the number of times where, you know, I've dealt with like a, a person in upper management and, you know, sometimes they can make decisions really fast and other times they're like, oh yeah, I'll get back to you on that. And you never hear from them again, right? So how do you make effective decisions quickly, right? He, and he actually said to her, he goes, you know, he goes, I think this is your core product. Because if you go out there and say, oh, I've got a, a class on Excel, you're going to lose. You are going to lose. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows what you can do. They're going to be like, this is just another Excel class. I can take Excel classes online, right? He said, but if you come at it from the standpoint of we can help you make better decisions, we can help you create faster decisions. We can help you decisions that are going to, you know, help you, you know, provide a framework for you to be able to make decisions quickly so your team can execute on them so you can take advantage of, you know, the market that's going on out there and, you know, be, you know, really certain, you know, maybe 90% certain that the decision that you're making is the correct one to make, right? He said that's actually your real product. Now what you could do is afterwards is, is when you've, you know, gotten experts on there to make, uh, you know, to help experts make decisions, you know, give them the framework or whatever it is, because you would probably get a lot of attention from there. A lot of executives would probably tune in uh, to that and catch that. What you could do then is once you've built up that relationship with them, the no like, and trust factor, you know, you're playing uh, essentially the, the interviewer, right? You don't even have to be an expert in decision-making. There are tons of people out there who are experts at decision-making. Just get them, interview them, bring them in and have them talk. You just ask the questions, right? And then at some point in time, you know, after you do this for, you know, maybe two or three days, that is when you can come out and say, hey, by the way, I've got an Excel class that will teach you how to take your data and be able to manipulate it so you can get meaningful results from it to help you with your decisions, right? Don't, you don't have to rely on your team to do it for you. You don't have to worry about them, you know, hiding data to make the numbers look good, right? So you don't wind up firing them. You know, how can you take your own data and be able to manipulate it? He goes, if you put that at the tail end of it, then you stand a much stronger chance of being able to sell your product. And my jaw hit the floor. I mean, when he laid that out there, I was like, this is awesome. I love this guy, right? And because that was my first thought, to be completely honest. I mean, for her to go out and teach another Excel class, I mean, I don't know. I would be really hard pressed to go out and take another Excel class, to be perfectly honest with you. Even if it was, oh yeah, you know, here's how you can use Excel to be able to help your business. I'm just like, ugh, you know, not interested. Thank you. You know, there are so many dashboards out there that it could be using that already have, you know, the summary built in and, uh, 
you know, the scale and all these other things. I mean, you know, it's basically, uh, you know, I don't know, for a lot of the platforms that I use, they have the analytics piece built in to be able to show you uh, the data in a graphical representation, right? To be able to see it and, you know, spot trends and do things like that, right? So a lot of them already do this, you know, really well. And if you've got an expert with you that can help explain the numbers, then you're even better, right? Because, oh, well, this, this this number here is negative. What does that mean? Oh, well, that means, you know, da, 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 da. So uh, anyways, I just thought that was really good. And he said something that was really powerful. He goes, sometimes you have to kind of come in through the side door uh, in order to get your core product out in front of people, right? So it's not just, hey, I teach an Excel class. It's, hey, I can teach you to be a more effective decision maker, right? To be able to take advantage very quickly of, market changes or market conditions or whatnot that, you know, will help you drive your business further. Oh, by the way, let me show you how you can manipulate your own data to be able to get those numbers so you can start making better decisions, right? I think I thought it was just absolutely brilliant. And as soon as I saw it, I wrote that down. I was like, man, I got I to gotta share this on the podcast. Um, because it's one of the things that, uh, quite frankly, for you know my particular podcast uh, project that I'm working on, that might be something I would consider. You know, if I go out there and I do this challenge, and I'm getting absolutely no business owners whatsoever, you know, that are interested in starting a podcast, then maybe it's time to, you know, ship that idea off to the side, and then maybe start up with something else, and be able to come back and say, you know, come back and say, hey, you know what? You know, this is this is how you solve this problem. This is great. If you're ready to go to the next level, this is where you need to be, right? So that class could almost be like a precursor to introducing them to the idea about podcasting for marketing. So, you know, I, I love to keep my options open. Uh, right now I'm going full steam ahead uh, on my uh, particular idea because uh, truth be told, um, I'm not seeing very many podcasters out there talking about using podcasting for business. They're they're still talking about the same things like building up an audience and ad revenue and uh, all these other things. And that's fine. That's great. But that's not my primary focus, right? As I talked about before. So anyways, but that's one of the core ideas to, to, to think about is that if you're, if you're going out into the marketplace, if you're in graphic design or, uh, you know, any a number of markets out there where, you know, the barrier to entry is really low, right? Just because you know Adobe Photoshop doesn't mean that you're going to be the only graphic designer in your area because really, truth be told, we're completing at a global level. So for you, it might be a little bit different, you know, to be able to come along and say, okay, what's the real problem that I'm solving, right? Is it a, is it a branding issue? And if it is a branding issue, right, how do I now stand out from all the people that are talking about branding, right? And you might have to even get more specific and say, hey, how do I help branding with chiropractors, right? How do I get them to stand out, you know, in a crowd to be able to get more people to, to notice them, be able to use their, uh, you know, be able to use their services, right? And teach chiropractors how to basically market on social media. How do you do email lists? How do you do this? How do you do this? Da, 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 da. Oh, by the way, I can help you create your brand identity, by, you know, creating, you know, logos and, you know, email headers and you, you can get this whole package deal, right? So that might be, you know, just a possible avenue. And I just totally made that up. I don't know if it's feasible or not, 
but you can kind of see how you're no longer competing in a red ocean. You're not just a graphic designer out there telling everybody, I'm a graphic designer. Oh, really? What do you design? Oh, a little bit of everything. You know, like I said, you're competing on the world market, but the instant that you can take a step back, like this, like they said, solve the problem before the problem. And for, you know, for a lot of these people out there, they, they might be aware of the problem, but they might not know that you're the best person for the solution. So the best thing you can do is to help them solve their first problem. And while you're dropping all that value on them and, and teaching them all these incredible things, that's when you can come along and say, hey, you know what? We've been together now for three or four days. I've given you all this amazing stuff. I want to let you know that I do this at this price point here. And all of a sudden sales become way easier, right? Because you've already established that relationship. So anyways, just wanted to share that with you guys. Hope you're doing well. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers. Hey everyone, before you go, if you're wondering how you can use podcasting for your business, then visit podcastleadgeneration.com and get the framework that showcases three ways to generate more leads for your business using podcasting. Once again, that's podcastleadgeneration.com. Make it a great day.